covering all aspects of Milwaukee Brewers baseball. It's time for Brewers Extra Innings, the podcast. Here is your host, Matt Pauley. It is time for another edition of Brewers Extra Innings, the podcast powered by WTMJ Bubble. My name is Matt Pauley. Great to have you with us. My goodness, this is, uh, this is a good time to be recording a podcast, recording it on Sunday night for the second straight week. The Brewers are coming off a series against the Cubs where they win the series. Last week when we were talking to you, they had just taken two out of three at Wrigley, and now we're talking to you just after they take three out of four at Miller Park. And not only do they take three out of four from Miller Park, they are able to secure the overall series against the Cubs this year. The Brewers winning 10 and the Cubs winning nine of the matchups over the course of the season. And now Brewers-Cubs games are done for the regular season, barring some sort of game 163. Maybe even, who knows, it's not completely, not completely out of the realm of possibility that we could actually see some sort of game 164 with the way things are kind of stacking up right now. You look at the standings, you look at that uh, race for the second wild card. Right now there's really four teams that I think are in it. Cubs, Diamondbacks, Brewers, Philadelphia. It's not out of the realm of possibility that you could have four teams tied for that second wild card position where then it would all of a sudden turn into game 163 with four teams. Then game 164 would be the winners of those games going into that second wild. So, I mean, craziness could ensue, or one single team could win the second wild card, and you don't have any game 163s or anything else like that. But with the way things are right now, you have no clue what's going to end up happening. As always, uh, some housekeeping items to take care of here at the top of the program. If you uh, do listen to us via Apple Podcast and uh, don't subscribe, Feel free to subscribe. That's always good for us. And also leaving a ranking and review, that is a good thing for us as well, especially if it is a good ranking and review. Uh, And if you need to get in contact with me, best way to do so is via Twitter. You can find me at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. You got to give the Brewers a lot of credit. Even the folks out there who do not like Craig Council, do not like David Stearns, are still upset about moves that were or were not made at the trade deadline. I don't know how you can logically look at what's going on with this team right now and not appreciate the way that they're going about things. They have played themselves into legitimate contention for that second wild card. wasn't... Just recently, they were, I don't know if I would say buried, but it certainly did not look all that great. You know, when you're sitting five games back, six games back of a playoff spot, they were five games back on September 5th. And I'm talking to you on September 8th, and they're two games back. There's a there's a big difference there. And I know people are going to say, yeah, there's a difference of three games. It's it's larger than that. Like, there's not a whole lot of difference between being seven games back and eight games back or even five games back and six games back. But there's a difference. There's a, a substantial difference between being two and three back and, uh, and one and two and, and so on and so forth. Three and four. The Brewers have played themselves into legitimate wild card contention and they've done it kind of the Brewers' way. All of a sudden, 
and this is going to change in the future because we're not going to have the expanded rosters anymore. So this is the last night, or the last year, I should say, where, assuming that the rules do end up changing, this is going to be the last year where the Brewers are going to be able to take advantage of the different rules that exist in September and use them to their advantage. And I think they deserve credit for what they're doing. I mean, the the classic way of using September call-ups is just having extra guys on the roster, maybe having some speedy guys who can pinch run. If you're not really in contention, you got some young guys who you want to take a look at. But teams historically, they weren't really changing the way that they played the game. They were just playing the game the same way with a larger pool of players. That's changed in recent years. And a lot of that has to do with the the data and the analytics that are out there and being able to get uh, guys who are specialized and and pitchers to face one or two hitters and and move on knowing that you've still got a full bullpen because of all the extra pitchers and everything. But the Brewers, to their credit, have taken the rules that exist for the month of September with all the extra guys, and they've been able to use those rules – to their advantage. I'm kind of bummed that the rules are going to change. I like September call-ups. I like seeing teams being able to take advantage of things. Anything that helps smaller market teams, I'm in favor of. And I think this is one way to kind of reduce that competitive gap that exists across baseball. But they're changed. Of course, they're changing it. Everything the Brewers use to help themselves, it seems like Major League Baseball is trying to uh, trying to get rid of it. It's just the way things are. Uh, okay, that's fine. You're still going to get a few extra guys in the future, but all that doesn't matter right now because right now uh, the Brewers are continuing to uh, fight for a playoff spot. And when you look at what pitching has done, you know, starting pitching's been solid for the most part. Relief pitching's been pretty good. Craig Council has been incredibly, incredibly aggressive using the bullpen, and so far it has absolutely worked out to their advantage that they're able to uh, that they're able to do that. And occasionally it's not going to work. You know, one of my things that I always say is when when that bullpen door swings open, you don't know if that guy running out of the bullpen is going to have a good day or a bad day. So there is there is risk when you use as many relief pitchers as the Brewers have been using. But for the most part, it has worked out well. That Thursday game against uh, the Cubs, it did not especially work out. The loss against the Astros, I mean, we can we can go find the losses and look at some bullpen performances. But they're winning more than they're losing, and in those games that they're winning, they're being aggressive with the bullpen, and more often than not, it is working. And of course, you have Christian Yelich. Right now, the Brewers are a banged up team. They don't have Keston Hira. He was able to do some agility work on the field on Sunday. That was good to see. Uh, when he does finally get back from being injured, he probably won't play in the field immediately. He'll probably just be used as a pinch hitter, but still having him as a pinch hitter is better than not having him at all. Uh, Lorenzo Cain's been in and out of the lineup dealing with a knee. Ryan Braun's been in and out dealing with a back. Mike Moustakis can only play in the field, creating these weird situations here where He'll go and play in the field for an inning or two, and then finally his spot in the order comes up, and he has to go take a seat, and his day is done. So they just get a couple innings of defense out of him. I mean, there are there's a lot of things going on with this team, and they have found a way 
to continue to compete and continue to win some ball games. And good for them. Good for them that they've been able to uh, to do that. It's been fun. Love September baseball. Love September baseball that matters. And they've been able to play themselves in. But Christian Yelich is the guy. I mean, you look at what he did on Saturday night where he was not retired. He had three stolen bases. He had the walk-off hit. I still don't know why Joe Madden pitched to him. It just doesn't make any sense that Madden would ever pitch to him in that situation. I think a runner at first with Christian Yelich at the plate is more of a threat to score than a runner at second with just about anybody else at the plate, especially with the way the Brewers have struggled this year with runners in scoring position. Sometimes I think you just got to bring a little common sense to it. Yeah, you're putting the tying run or the winning run, excuse me, on its second in that situation. But again, the winning run's already in scoring position because Christian Yelich is at the plate. And any runner who's on when Christian Yelich is at the plate is already in scoring position uh, when you're being very practical about it. But the game he put together, I mean, Craig Council on Saturday night said he thought it was the best game he's ever seen Christian Yelich have. That is high praise. I mean, you think about a guy who lifted this team to the best record in the National League last year to a Game 163 win over the Cubs all the way to Game 7 of the NLCS and winning a National League MVP. And that game on Saturday is the game that Craig Council picks out as being the best game that he thinks he's ever seen Christian Yelich have. It's pretty uh, special stuff. It's really special stuff, and it's fun to watch what he's doing. The one thing that I'm, I'm somewhat concerned about, and maybe concern was too strong of a word, but certainly something that I am keeping an eye on, to say the very least, is what the Brewers do against some of their lesser competition that's going to be coming up. Because for whatever reason, this year, it's been one of those years where it really it really doesn't feel like it matters who the Brewers are playing. That if they're playing well, they can be competitive with anybody. But when they're not playing well, they can just about lose to anybody. And that is um that's the way that's the way it's been this year. They can't do that. They've been a 500 team for the better part of the last two, three months. Really, you can say the entire season, but especially here recently, they can't be that 500 team. Playing teams like the Marlins, playing teams like the Padres and the Reds and the Rockies and the Pirates, you got to win those games. You got to win those series for them to make it into the postseason. In all likelihood, they probably have to win all of those series and maybe even get a sweep or two in there and certainly protect themselves for that Cardinal series where you're going to St. Louis and the Cardinals are playing great baseball right now. Um, yeah, so that's that's where it's at right now. And it's fun. It's enjoyable. Uh, I don't like I, I don't like the opinion. I disagree with people who have the opinion that the wild card doesn't mean anything, especially that second wild card. Why? Why do you? It's the playoffs. It's the baseball playoffs. Are there more baseball? Are, are there more teams in the playoffs now than there were previously? Clearly, there are, but there's still a less percentage of baseball teams that are getting into the playoffs than most major sports, and getting into the playoffs matter. Not that I'm expecting this team to go get that second wild card position and lose that game and their season be over after one road playoff game. But even if that were to happen, just getting into the postseason is still something that matters. And we'll see whether or not they can pull it off here over the next few weeks of the season. Uh, We've got a first-time guest on the program this week. 
Dr. David Gibson. He is from Brew Crew Bog. Does uh, great stuff over there. We uh, welcome him on here in just a moment. It's Brewers Extra Days, the podcast powered by WTMJ Mobile. After every Brewers game, signing an announcement, bloggers and podcasters hit the web to give their take. Now we bring them all together. It's the Social Media Roundtable, and it starts now. Brewers Extra Innings, the podcast, is powered by WTMJ Mobile. Right now, we're very happy to welcome on a writer for Brew Crew Ball. We try to get the Brew Crew Ball folks on here a lot. It's his first appearance, though, on the podcast. It is David Gibson. Follow him on Twitter at Dr. David Gibson. And, of course, read him at Brew Crew Ball. David, thanks so much for uh, taking some time. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Uh, we're, we're talking at a great time. We're talking on Sunday night just after the Brewers take three out of four from uh, the Cubs. As you go back a little bit more, they split before that against a really good Astros team. And then last weekend, they took two out of three from the Cubs. So those three series really propel them back into you know playoff relevance, I guess you could say, sitting two games back of a playoff spot. How impressed are you, or are you impressed with what the Brewers have been able to do, not just this past weekend, but really going back over the last nine, ten days? I think that, I mean, they're seven and three in the past two games, and I think losing that uh, first game of the four-game series against the Cubs, I think um, all of us were a little bit perturbed uh, by that. But I really think that they've shown some real character over the past nine or ten games. This was an important group of series for the for the Brewers because right now that Cardinals Cubs Astros Cubs series that was a that was their toughest gauntlet that they had to face uh, going into a rather weak schedule in the last twenty games. And I think since they've gone seven and three over the past ten, that really sets them up for a potential run. That is what we hope to be something like last September, where um, uh, it was a magical run all the way up to the uh, game of the NLCS. Do you buy the idea of Craig Council being able to utilize the September roster better than most, if not all, managers across Major League Baseball? Well, I'm buying it right now. Let's <laughs> put it that way, because... Um, it, it certainly looks that way because he did it last year and, and, and it's working out this year. Tyler Austin, Corey Spangenberg, Brent Suter, they have been spark plugs over the, over the past uh, several games. It, it, I, those three individuals have uh, played excellent baseball in, in role, role, role player roles. And it, it's just, been exciting to watch. There's a certain level of excitement that the three of those have brought to the Brewers team, and I, I think that might be infectious, and Craig Council obviously knows how to um, push the right buttons when September comes along. He just has more resources, and he utilizes them. At least it seems like he utilizes them extremely well. We've seen some some nice moments from the people you're talking about. We finally got the big moment when Austin hit the home run on Sunday, which ends up being the biggest hit in the biggest win of the year. I was talking with some folks going into the series, and and my thought was 
at some point in time, some of these guys, some of these September call-ups, guys who we were not really thinking were going to be a big part of this team, they're going to have to have some big moments, not just a hit here and a hit there, but some legit big moments if this team wants to find a way to get into the postseason. And then you got the three-run home run from, uh, from Tyler Austin, which was just absolutely huge at the time. I don't even know what I'm asking you right now. I mean, just kind of, it, it's fun to look back at that moment for this team and what it potentially could mean for this team moving forward here over the next few weeks. Yeah, that was a that was an electrifying home run. Actually, I mean, um, when he hit that home run, it, it, it brought the roof down. And the fact of the matter is, he it's just not that home run. He's taking extra bases. He's he's. He's going into second base head first. He's he, he, he's scoring runs. He's actually played. I've seen him make a couple of really nice plays on defense too. He's he's really been good for the Brewers to this point. And I know his problem is, is he strikes out a lot. He strikes out somewhere in the neighborhood of thirty five to forty percent of the time, and that's not good. But right now, he's doing really well, and he's it, it, it's just been it's been exciting to watch that level of energy that Austin and, and Spangenberg as well have brought to the team. I've liked Spangenberg. I mean, he's got so much speed. He he makes every ground ball get you know somewhat interesting. He's played really solid defense and. Yeah, sometimes fans are always going to like the scrappy guy, but there's something about the way he has kind of scrapped it out here over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I I like scrappy guys myself, and uh, he he epitomizes that, and he seems to do the little things well. I mean that that uh, safety squeeze bunt was absolutely gorgeous, and that's something you don't think the Brewers are going to do uh, under the. Uh, Craig Council's watch, but that was just something beautiful to watch. And what that is is a player who knows how to execute that type of play in that kind of moment, and he he really pulled that off. He does play excellent defense in a variety of uh, in a variety of positions, and he has a little pop too, which we really haven't seen too much yet. But uh, it's it's definitely there. This is a guy. I think the Brewers have. Have have thought highly of before they uh, since the beginning of the year, and now with September here, he's really performing in a um, in a way that is kind of does the little things right, and that's something the Brewers really need, and he and he and he executes on that. I mean, his at this point, isn't he? forcing them to maybe make a decision on him a month ago when he was spending the entire year at triple a admittedly putting up great numbers at triple a but spending time at triple a and not on the 40-man roster you were thinking he was going to probably try to go find another home in the offseason where maybe there'd be a better big league opportunity just the same way he signed with the brewers this past year but now i mean there's there's got to be a it's a small sample size but there's got to be legitimate thought of trying to make sure he's back with the club next year yeah i it's a small sample size, but it performed well in San Antonio as well. So I think they have to think seriously. If not, just absolutely do it. I mean, I think personally, in my opinion, he deserves a 20-man spot and probably deserves a 20-man spot over some guys that have been there a while. And he's just I, – I'm, I'm, I'm very impressed with the small sample size that I have seen. Um, looking at the minor league numbers, they're there. Now, I know that he's had a problem, again, with 
um, maybe not getting on base, and that could that could potentially be something that they're looking at. That uh, he doesn't do that well enough at this point, but man, it, 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 he's been really exciting for a short period of time, and I I think I would pull the trigger on it. Speaking of somebody who get on base, and you recently wrote a piece about him uh, after he got the call up, is David Freitas, and he's coming off a Triple A season where he won the Pacific Coast League batting title. You rarely, if ever, see that from a catcher. Doesn't have a hit yet with the Brewers, but is on bases at four twenty nine. He's drawing walks. You want him to do more than that. What is this a guy who have given an opportunity? Do you think he could really do something at the major league level? Maybe. I mean, his defensive metrics do not grade out very well at catcher. So, um, but it's hard to tell what he did at the minor league level with regards to that. And I know the the Brewers, the catching gurus, have a little bit of a reputation of, of helping catchers get better. So maybe there's something there. If he could get league average as a catcher, he'd make a nice, nice piece uh, moving forward. So I think he has to get to at least decent defensively. Um, but if he can do that, if he could start to throw out runners at more than 25%, maybe move it up to 35%, if he uh, could um, do a better job of blocking and, and, and that type of thing, then I think, uh, I think he does have a shot. But those defensive metrics have to come up. For him to uh, to have a place on, on on the twenty five, I would think, but he might be deputies moving forward as well. So um, I like his bat. There's no question about that. I love his I love his on base percentage, and that's something that uh, 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 that the Brewers certainly like about him. But uh, the defensive metrics have to have to grow, or they have to make a transition to first base. And I don't know if he has enough power in the back to, to make that happen for a right-handed first baseman. As the Brewers have gone through September, as you would expect, they've been very aggressive with the bullpen, and now they've got the arms where they can be aggressive with the bullpen. It didn't work out in the first game of the Cubs series. There's there's that risk every time that bullpen door swings open. There's no guarantee that the guy coming out's going to be on, but Craig Council has proven that he's willing to be aggressive with the bullpen, work the matchups. Some, you know, in the Sunday game, he had Jay Jackson face one guy, and Drew Pomerantz face two guys, and those were a couple guys who they're last times out were uh not especially good uh, that's it were I, I it's it's working and i guess it, it's such a there's such a gambling aspect to it again going back to you don't know if these guys are going to have it when they come in but for whatever reason more often than not in september council is able to push the right buttons with the bullpen you know he almost has to the brewers just don't have a horse and whenever they start to develop a horse it gets hurt so um, it, he, he almost has to push these buttons. There's almost no choice. If he had Justin Verlander, he'd throw Justin Verlander out for seven or eight a, a night, I believe. But uh, because he's in the situation that he's in, he has to uh, he has to push these buttons, and he he manages a bullpen. Uh, I don't I don't want to to be too much of a homer here, but it seems like he manages a bullpen as well as anyone, and. Yeah, Drew Pomeranz gave up the the big home run the other night, but he's right back out there again because what do we know about Drew Pomeranz? He's got good stuff, especially in relief, uh, in, in short stints. His, his stuff works up in shorter stints. So 
Council knows that. He knows that's an aberration. They, they, Schwarber got him that night, put him back out there. He'll get him the next time. That's his, that's his philosophy. And that's a great thing. I think uh, that I like about council is he's aggressive. He's always looking to win every game. And uh, we're blessed to have this guy as, as our manager. And, um, and what, what he's done the past September and uh, half September right now has been really nice. And um, again, we're blessed to have him. Does this team have what it, you always wonder last year, St. Louis, you know, went on that run and then they kind of fell off. Sometimes I think people are concerned about, you know, peaking and getting emotional at a certain moment and then kind of falling off winning back-to-back series against the Cubs with a split against the Astros in the middle of it, that's a really great thing for this team, and it gets them back into it. But now all of a sudden you go into the final three weeks of the season. We're outside of the series against the Cardinals. You're playing the Marlins, the Padres, the Pirates, the Reds, and the Rockies. Clearly there's a lot on the line, and you wouldn't want to, you wouldn't expect, you wouldn't want to see any letdown. But is there any worry that after coming off the high of taking three out of four against the Cubs and then going into a Marlins series, that there could be that letdown? I think so. I think, I think that's legitimate because 13 of the next 20 games are on the road. And um, when, when, even against the, the, the teams that aren't as good, uh, when you go on the road, it's tough. I mean, we, went at, we, we played Miami earlier in the year, and I can't remember if it was at home or on the road, but uh, Miami handed it to us. And... Um, that they're not that good of a team, but if you catch them on a hot streak uh, in their place, and that if they took three or four from from Brew Crew, that would probably be a, a discouraging moment because now you're going into St. Louis in the next series, and it almost is we have to take two or three from the from the Cardinals, and that is a concern. But if they go in. They play well. They take care of business and execute. They should be able to beat these teams or, or win these series, if you will. And if, if they're able to do that, they're going to be in contention. But, again, I think this next seven-game road trip is going to be consequential in, in, in what they do moving forward and whether they have a legitimate shot to make the playoffs. If they come out on top, uh, winning most of those games, I think. Uh, look out, the Brewers. The Brewers may roll into the playoffs and get that second wild card spot. Yeah, that series against the Marlins. It was back in early June, fourth, fifth, and sixth at Miller Park. They lost the first game by a sixteen to nothing score. They lost the second game eight three, and then came back with a five one win. Uh, a lot of guys played in that game who are not on the team anymore, but certainly some guys who who were a part of it. And it it just it does seem like it's hard to quantify what I'm about to say, but it almost feels like as I watch this team, it almost doesn't matter who they're playing against. If they're playing good baseball, they can beat anybody. But when they're not playing good baseball, they can lose to anybody. And sometimes that's the most infuriating thing and frustrating thing about this team. It certainly is, and we all look at the schedule, right? We're we expect okay if we can get through this tough part uh, at five hundred, we have this easy schedule moving forward. And you and, and you remember in the beginning of the year, if we could, if we can get past the St. Louis, Chicago, and all those good teams at the beginning of the year, 
Then we have this week's schedule moving forward. Well, we did well in the first part of the season and, and laid an egg uh, in that uh, so-called easy part of the season. So um, you're absolutely right on that. It is frustrating as heck. And they have done well over the past nine, ten games against really good teams. Now they're going on um, a 20-game stretch where 17 of those games are against the 500 teams. So that we should, the Brewers should play or beat those teams, but we know what their past is, and uh, let's hope that they continue to play well moving forward, but we do know that it doesn't matter necessarily if they're uh, a really good team because they played well against teams like Houston and Los Angeles, but have played not so well against teams like Miami and Cincinnati. So that, that, that's, that's, that's this team. And let's hope the next 20 games are something a little bit better than that. From a position player standpoint, they've been dealing with a ton of injuries. Ryan Braun's been in and out. Lorenzo Cain's been in and out. Mike Moustakis has been in and out. Guys have stepped forward, but at times it seems like the opponent's just trying to get to the bottom half of the lineup, and then they know they can take care of things after that. Do you? What's your confidence level that a Brewers team missing those players, Keston here as well, can continue to find a way to win games no matter who they're playing against with those guys not playing a significant part of it? Well, Ryan Braun and Lorenzo Cain are gutting it out in some of these games. And actually, um, they're doing reasonably well uh, based upon those injuries. But, yeah, they're not playing – as much as they would down the stretch, and they're, and you saw Ryan Braun tonight. He he looked stiff, and but he was trying to get it out. Whenever Lorenzo Kane um, is going after a fly ball, it looks like he's in terrible pain. And the first at bat of the game uh, tonight there was one in which it looked like he might be seriously injured, yeah. and uh, luckily he wasn't. But we. The Brewers need those guys down the stretch, absolutely. But if they don't have them, someone's got to step up. And people like Ben Gamble have have done well, and uh, in the past, and and right now as well. So I think um, it, it's all hands on deck right now, and the guys just have to perform. You've seen some of the lineups that they put out there, and when you look at those lineups that they put out in uh, a couple of games against the, against Chicago, you're kind of thinking there's no way we can win this game right but they they pulled out those games so they're they're doing something right they're playing good baseball right now they're actually pitching pretty well right now and actually the pitching hasn't been horrible this year they go through stretches but right now they're doing pretty well and i think uh, i think they got a legitimate shot at this and i think kane and braun are going to be in there whenever they can get in there and when and hopefully Mustakis can get back in there. This hand in, or wrist injury seems to be something that is a little more serious than it, than was originally thought. So, let me finish you off with this. And I, this is the first time you've been on the podcast. I don't know you that well. I, I see what you say on Twitter. I, I see what you write, and, and I kind of have an idea. I think we're basically on the same page and appreciating and respecting the work that Craig Council does as a manager. When you look at all the injuries, everything that we've talked about, and the the fact that he does manage a team so well in September, this team could very easily be 
10 games, 15 games out of playoff position when you look at everything that happened and you look at the run differential and where it's at. I mean, there's so many, there's more reasons that this team should not be in playoff contention than in playoff contention. I know there's always that vocal minority on social media, the fire council folks. I don't think those people represent uh, the the overall fan base of the team. I, I hear the applause for Craig Council when he's introduced before every game and he gets one of the louder applauses of everybody on the team uh, or part of the team who gets announced but that being said is he getting the credit that he deserves for keeping this team with everything that they've gone through afloat uh, this particular team and social media if, if i'm looking at twitter he's absolutely not getting much credit and it's it's kind of asinine i think to, that that that's the case we the, the brewers have have been a mediocre team for most of their existence and craig council and david stearns too um um, have, have have taken this team to another level that they they really haven't enjoyed except for one time in 2011 and one time in 2008. Now we're we're looking at three straight winning seasons, and it looks like there might be a consistency to uh, to this Brewers team for for a while that says winning baseball. And Craig Council in particular needs some credit for that. And the fact that he has a one manager of the year uh, uh, yet is is a little bit problematic too. And I'm not saying that um, um, uh, the Braves manager from last year shouldn't have won it, but Craig Council, I think, uh, could have received that award too. I'll say it for you. Craig Craig Council Council should have won it last year. Now, I think think Snitker has a better argument for this year than he did last year, but Craig Council should have won it last year. You might not be willing to say it. I absolutely will say it. Well, and I appreciate that because that would be that would be my thought process. But I certainly don't want to rub uh, rub anybody the wrong way. But Craig Council did an outstanding job last year, and he's doing it again this year. And if this twenty game run works out for the Brewers, he it, you have to consider him for that again. And it, because the adversity that this team has gone through. Uh, losing Brandon Woodruff, losing all the guys that they lost at the beginning of the season, having all the players that were good last year that regressed this year significantly, and overcoming all that, he deserves a lot of credit for that. It's not just Christian Yelich putting putting this team on on his shoulders. Um, Craig Council managing this group of players is, is a big reason why. I know I said I was going to get you out of here, but you mentioned Craig. Uh, you mentioned Christian Yelich, and it's not just him putting the team on his shoulders. He does have the ability to. I mean, the game that he put together on Saturday, when Craig Council actually said it was the best game that he had ever seen Christian Yelich play, you still have Yelich, and he can still single-handedly win you a game, as basically he did on Saturday night. Oh, he's a, he's an amazing weapon, isn't he? I mean. I, he's my MVP of the league, and I know I'm biased on that, but um, when you put together 40-plus home runs and he's going to have 30-plus stolen bases um, and the offensive numbers that he's putting up, and I know he doesn't grade out as well defensively as Court, Cody Bellinger does, but the, he's the best player in the National League right now, and the only player I think that's better than him is Mike Trout, and that's that's over the past couple of years, saying that he's an amazing player. He could put a team on his, on his shoulders, just like you said. And what an amazing performance uh, 
last night. Uh, walking, go ahead and walking because he turns it into a double when he steals the base too. That, it, that what a weapon and what a pleasure to watch too. Um, uh, just he seems like a great guy and um, just watching him play is is an absolute pleasure. He is David Gibson. Follow him on Twitter at Dr. David Gibson. Doctor is the DR. Dr. David Gibson. Everything's spelled the way you would expect it to be spelled. Read him at uh, Brew Crew Ball. Uh, David, really appreciate this time. Uh, great first appearance, and we look forward to have you back on the podcast in the future. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. The future of the Brewers organization has never been more important than it is right now. It's time to get an inside look at what's taking place throughout the Brewers minor league affiliates as we go down on the farm. This is going to be a very quick down on the farm report. We're not really doing the full down on the farm now that for the most part teams have had their seasons come to an end. Here at some point in the relatively near future, we will do our uh, extended conversation with Brad Ford from Brew Crew Ball where we'll go back through all the teams and all the seasons and and who excelled, who uh, took step backs, and and just a full breakdown of everything. So we'll do that at some point in the future. But I do want to mention this because Biloxi uh, picked up an 8-4 win against uh, Pensacola on Sunday night. And with that, they are once again heading to the Southern League Championship Series. Uh, they they went the full five games uh, to be able to win this series, but they are going back to the Southern League Championship Series. They are going to match up against Jackson, and it just seems like the Shuckers are, are so incredibly successful. Uh, that's a great organization. Uh, the team is given all the resources that they that they need, and they go out and they continue to win baseball games. There is also a Brewers impact to them extending their season out. With both Brandon Woodruff and Keston Hira trying to return for the Brewers, you didn't really know if they had to go on a rehab where they would go with no minor league teams available. You could always go to Arizona. There's instructs and things like that going on, but it's a little bit tougher to find a competitive situation. I do think teams, major league organizations are careful. They don't want to they don't want to be disrespectful towards the accomplishments of one of their minor league teams in terms of them trying to compete for a championship. But that being said, the needs of the big league team will always, always, always outweigh the needs of a of a minor league team. So the fact that the double-A team is still alive, if Brandon Woodruff gets to a point where he can go out on a rehab start and you can send him to Biloxi, if Keston Hira gets to a point where he can go play a game before he needs to, uh, before he returns, you've got the opportunity to do that. So that's a, it, it's great for the Shuckers. I'm not trying to downplay the significance to that team, to the, to the city of Biloxi and everything, but I am trying to also say one of the, one of the hidden good things about this is it does potentially give the Brewers a place to send some rehabbing players here if they do need to get them into some game action before they return to the uh, to the big league roster. So we'll see. Uh, Biloxi going to the Southern League Championship again. Uh, they've done that before. They will probably do it again, but they, uh, they, are, uh, they are there. So congratulations to them. And with that, that is just about going to end this edition of Brewers X-Rays, the podcast powered by WTMJ Mobile. Again, my uh, thanks to uh, Dr. David Gibson for joining us just a little while. First appearance on the podcast for David. We will definitely get him back on. 
Here's what's coming up this week. The Brewers are continuing their gauntlet, not in terms of who they're playing, but certainly in terms of how often they are playing as uh, they are going to take on the Marlins and the Cardinals this week. Four games against the Marlins starting on Monday in Miami, and then they go to St. Louis for a three-game series starting on Friday. You can hear those games generally on 620 WTMJ, but if there is a Packers conflict, you can flip over and you can hear it on 94.5 ESPN. And generally, even on 94.5 ESPN, we will have the Brewers Extra Innings postgame show. We were planning on doing that this past Thursday with a loss to the Cubs, but that game went so long. It went uh, it went like over four hours, and there is a local Packers postgame show on 94.5. Uh, that is generally scheduled. We we were all, I was sitting in the booth where I do the post game show, and it got scrapped at the very last second because of that. But generally, more often than not, if the Brewers game is on 94.5, we will have the post game show. All right, that's gonna do it for uh, the program this week. Thanks again to uh, David Gibson for joining us. Thanks to you for being tuned in. We'll talk to you next week with another edition of Brewers Extra Innings podcast, powered by WTMJ Mobile. Thanks for listening to Brewers Extra Innings, the podcast. Matt will be back next week with another episode. For all the latest Brewers news, keep listening to a home of the Brewers. News Radio 620 WTMJ.